I'm Rory McCann with Cambridge Health Tech Institute. I'm joined today by Dr. Jennifer Chadwick, Director of Biologic Development at Analytics. She is also a co-chair of the Women in Bio Boston chapter. We are thrilled that she'll be moderating the Women in Science panel at PEGS Boston in April. Jen, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you. Now, moderators don't always get their airtime they deserve when they're facilitating conversations on stage, so I'd like to know a little bit more about you and your career. Tell us a little bit about your career path and how you got to where you are today. Happy to. I appreciate the opportunity to speak. You are right that when you're a moderator, the session is about the panelists. So it's kind of fun to have a chance to talk here from my own perspective. I took a very interesting path when I tell people about it. That's the response I get. As you said, I'm currently Director of Biologic Development at Bioanalytics, which is a fairly early stage company here in Cambridge in the bioanalysis space, basically looking at development of biologics in partnership with innovator companies for late-stage development. And I've taken on more of a business role in this position. But prior to coming here, I was a professor of pharmaceutical chemistry at the University of Kansas. And that was actually a very unique department that, from its inception, was focused on alignment with the biopharma industry. And so most faculty spent about half of their time working with industry partners and building relationships that were around problems and working in research related to development of the industry. And I really enjoyed that process. Because of that sort of steeping in the culture, I engaged with a lot of different partners in the biotech space, both large pharma and fairly early stage companies consulting and collaborating. And I enjoyed that very much. And then through the course of my career, my lab made a very uh, interesting new discovery of a chemical reaction between a peptide, which was very small, free amino acids, and a transition metal. And our team worked to understand the fundamentals of the chemical reaction and the basics of that, that complex that was formed. And in part, um, that drove me into the commercialization space and the entrepreneurial aspects of research and research translation. And I co-founded a company that was based in Kansas to commercialize the technology and served as the chief science officer for that company. And in that, I was involved with the early stage program planning and really enjoyed that environment. I, I got to interact with a whole host of extremely talented and accomplished consultants and advisors, board members, and even legal counsel. And, and that encouraged me in terms of understanding where I wanted to take my career. I had very much enjoyed the academic pursuits and being in that department was an exceptional opportunity and learning experience and I value it highly. But what I realized through that set of experiences with the company was that I was very interested in commercialization and wanted to move in that direction for the future of my career. So I started looking for new opportunities to be able to do that. And in that process, I think it was critical to sort of self-evaluate what I needed to learn and what would be an important step in, in taking my career forward. And I came to two realizations. One is that my background, although I ran and operated my own lab and was an officer in a startup company, I had a great deal to learn about the business structure. And so I wanted to be in a place where I could engage with a team of accomplished and successful business people like I now have here at Bioanalytics to learn from the structure of their thinking and how to set a business up for success and how to manage the constantly changing environment and parameters that influence 
a business's success. And on the other end of the spectrum, what I also realized was that I had a great deal of understanding about the early stage development and commercialization of the science process, but late stage development is very, very important. I think it's critical to know where you're going in order to be able to plan well for that. So I wanted to be in an environment where I could learn a lot about late stage development and regulatory aspects. And the position I accepted here at Bioanalytics sits squarely in that space where we partner with a lot of innovator companies, both large and sort of new product companies, where they have biologic molecules in late stage development that are going through those paces and involved with the teams and the learning process there. So this ended up being an excellent opportunity for me to satisfy my interest and to also learn the key pieces of where I wanted to go with my career. Now, I'm just curious, how was that initial transition from academia to industry? It sounds like you were very proactive with preparing yourself, but were there any other maybe external challenges? Just what was that process like? Making a big transition like I did, I think it's very difficult to, ahead of time, know all the challenges and pieces that will come into play. But there are certain things that I think you just take time to think through and utilize your resources. And so I was fortunate. A lot of the people I had met over the course of my career had become mentors to me. And oftentimes the line between friend and mentor is a bit blurry. And so I talked to those people. I got their perspectives on my set of skills, what the challenges might be for me going forward, how I could utilize the assets that I'd already developed in that way, and how to think about what it would take to move into such a different space. And that was all very helpful preparation. On the practical side, there were personal differences as well. And for example, I had lived in the Midwest for the majority of my adulthood and traveled a lot to Boston, of course, San Francisco, places like that. So I had a lot of of connectivity and familiarity with the places that are really the hubs of biotech, but it's different to move and live somewhere. So I would say the first year of moving was all a transition, just from the simple things of figuring out your daily life to really understanding the parameters of the job that I had taken on and being able to do it, the level of excellence that I would like to, and to learn and really become confident and competent in those new responsibilities. Well, you've clearly carved out a great space for yourself, both career-wise and also in the Northeast, because you're also active in the Boston chapter of Women in Bio. And how did you get involved with that? Like I said, I really focused on sort of the transition with my job the first year. And so a little over a year ago, I started looking at what all Boston Cambridge have to offer. There's so much going on here. It's such a vibrant environment of, of entrepreneurs and scientists in the biotech space. And also there are a great number of groups that are out there for biotech and in particular for women. And so I was really looking to make some good connections to build some strong relationships here with other in particular women in the field, to be able to get involved in the broader community and build that basis for really being able to have an impact. I think that being part of a strong, connected network is essential for being able to accomplish you know, larger goals than just for yourself. And so that's what drove me to start looking. I went to an event at Women in Bio that was a very interactive event, and that's actually one of the reasons why I chose to go to it. And 
the event itself was really interesting, and I think the content was excellent, but even more, I very much enjoyed the interactions that I had, and their energy and excitement for doing good things for women in this area, and promoting career development and having an impact by women on the industry really spoke to me, and so I started to get involved. Now, I know you mentioned before having a lot of role models during your early career and transitioning career. Um, is there a piece of advice that really sticks out to you looking back that really kind of helped you over the years? Do you have any advice that you followed that you think is really valuable that you would want to pass on to other women in science? Definitely. It's funny, I ran a panel last night for Women in Bio, which was uh, four exceptional executives in this area who spoke about a topic we call Lift As You Climb, which is advancing not only yourself, but, but others as you move forward and the, the synergy of, of doing that. And there are a lot of lessons, I think, that could be described or, you know, sort of advocated for. But I think one that really resonated with me that came out from a number of the panelists last night, including Aoife Brennan, who is the CEO of Synlogic here. It's a fairly early stage microbiome company. And she really spoke about authenticity and the importance of being true to yourself, being genuine, making your own decisions and having that confidence to do so. And she was certainly supported by the other speakers on that panel. And I think that was an excellent reminder to me, and I will put that out. I think it's the primary thing I think is important, that you really have to trust yourself and know that you're unique and you can accomplish something that is specific to you, so only you can make those decisions. And the rest of it, that reaching out, being connected, is about getting perspective and being able to form your opinion through the lens of a lot of other people's experience and their thinking. And that, to me, I think is essential, is you really have to do things your own way if you're going to find success for your life. That is really great advice. Why do you feel it's important for women in leadership to have their own platform at an industry meeting like PEGS? I was always one of these women who pretty much stayed away from women's groups prior to moving to Boston. And I think I've learned I had the wrong attitude about it. Women really do need their own forum for interacting, and I think this is essential in a way that I didn't really appreciate. I think that women do need an environment where they can exchange ideas openly and honestly, a place where they feel a sense of trust amongst the people that they're speaking to. And I think that's critical to building relationships, and I think these types of events and forums and organizations are important for being able to provide that environment. Look, we all need input and perspective in order to grow and mature as people, as professionals. I think predominantly at especially the more senior levels, management levels and executive levels, there is a much higher percentage of men in the industry. And they have that opportunity there in the workplace to find people that are compatible, good fit with them have a natural mentoring relationship and exchange those ideas. And I think women often being a minority really don't have that built in. And so these groups are an excellent way for women to find each other, be able to develop those relationships and support each other as they move through their careers. Because as I said, we really all need input in order to grow. 
Dr. Jen Chadwick, thank you so much for joining us. We are honored to have you as part of the Women in Science panel at PEGS this year, and we are really looking forward to seeing you in April. Great. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to the panel as well and meeting all of these exceptional women who will be participating. You can learn more from Jen and the plenary panel at PEGS Boston on Wednesday morning on April 10th at 725. Stay on for the speed networking session in the exhibit hall at 1015. You can check out www.pegsummit.com. That's P-E-G-S-U-M-M-I-T.com for more information. And the free exhibit hall pass is available in March. We hope you'll join us in Boston.